Hello, and welcome to the Nano Nano Film Improv Podcast, uh, where I, Dave Heron, talk about improv, a little bit of filmmaking, probably some other creative arts as well, but mainly focused around improv. The purpose of the podcast is really just to, I guess, vent my views. Vent's quite a negative word, isn't it? Uh, it's more of a cathartic process is what I'm getting at. Um, some of the things that have worked for me, some of the things I found quite challenging that I still continue to find quite challenging, which is why I'd be very keen to hear your thoughts on whether the things I put forward work for you or they don't work for you and you've got other ideas. Just another medium for me to, to reach out to other advisors uh, and share some of the tricks, tools, challenges and successes of the improv comedy and theatre world. So today I wouldn't mind talking about the Uber blocker. No, this is not a standoff against a private taxi firm. This is the ultimate blocker who blocks everything that you might put forward on stage. So being on stage with another improviser where none of your ideas or none of your assertions are taken and accepted and built on. Now, this isn't just about blocking offers. It's also about blocking the reality and it's also about blocking the relationship that you're trying to establish with the other character on stage. And it's very rare to have a situation where you have somebody who denies absolutely everything. So it's more of a useful training tool to think about what would you do in a scenario where offers, ideas, the reality, and indeed, the relationship that you're trying to put forward on stage between the characters is constantly denied. As a reference point, I recently watched a YouTube video um, by Mick Napier. Um, if you don't know about Mick Napier, a fantastic uh, improvisation teacher. He's got books out there, one I've read recently about. I think it's how to improvise a scene. I don't really have it here to hand now. But there's a YouTube video entitled Mick Napier, A Place of Yes. And he has two students on stage doing a scene where every line is a rebuttal and a denial of the offer uh, to the other person. So uh, one person starts off, uh, says something, and then the other person denies that and produces another reality or offer or relationship. And it goes back and forth. And it's just a testament to how good those improvisers actually are um, because continuing a scene where there is constant blocking and denial is a extremely difficult to do in my opinion and b actually quite challenging for an audience to watch and follow because ultimately i think an audience really wants to watch two characters i guess kind of agreeing even if the um their relationship might be difficult or strained. There's got to be a kind of an acceptance that we're on the same level here, despite status, despite location and all that kind of good stuff. Um, so some of the tools I've tried to employ when I think about being blocked on stage, or indeed when I am blocking as well, and I've been certainly guilty of this, and I'll come on to something, an example or two later on. But some of the tools I've tried to think about is, is predominantly the, 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 is two or threefold. The first is one that I typically tend to go to, and that's just take the low status and accept everything. So if I'm being dominated on stage by another character with high status where their ideas are being put forward, I tend to accept them and take a low status in those scenarios. The second one you can do is you 
can still question the rationale of the offer being put forward, but you still go along with the offer anyway and you still accept it. And the third way um, that I'm just thinking of, and I'm sure there's probably others, so uh, feel free to, to add those. But the third way is taking the high status, um, so you're matching the high status of the other character, um, but you're still doing the offer anyway, or accepting the offer. So one of the ones I was watching a scene about it 18 months ago, where uh, two improvisers on stage, one person said, you have to unblock the toilet. And the other character matched that with a high status and said, well, I don't like uh, blocking, unblocking toilets. You know, it's the thing that I always hate doing. And I'm always lumbered with this task. And of course, while they were saying that, they proceeded to unblock the toilet. So as I said, the one I tend to take historically has been low status. And I need to kind of improve on that and, and try out other methods of, of I guess, countering a um, the uber blocker on stage. One example that springs to mind right now is a scene I did probably about two years ago where it was in a rehearsal and I was on stage with another improviser where we were sat around a campfire and we were, I think, ex-partners. So we'd been, uh, the characters had been lovers, not the improvisers, uh, just for the sake of clarity. Um, had been, the, the characters had been uh, ex-lovers and they had gone away on a camping expedition together. That was the setup. And as soon as the scene started, the other character started to malign mine. So they started to malign the things they had done in the past. They started to bring up um, how they were never good enough. They started to bring up, ultimately, why were they there in the first place? Why am I here with you? Now, as these things went through, I accepted them and tried to get to a point where there was reconciliation between the two characters. So I took the low status and accepted everything and apologized, or my character apologized. But it reached a point where I didn't know where the conversation was going because the other character, I don't think, had established what the bar was for their their level of acceptance or you know what was the tolerance that they were going to accept that my character would offer which would bring about a reconciliation so i thought about it afterwards and thought well what should i have done how could i have made that better and in the end i thought what i probably should have done was turn to the other character and say i don't know what more i can do i've said i'm sorry what would you like me to say or do that will make this better now, normally, I don't like to throw it onto the other character because I don't think that's necessarily always the, the, the best course of action. But I think when you're kind of blocked into a corner where you've tried everything to make those characters see eye to eye, there does need to reach a point where both improvisers, there's two improvisers on stage, need to understand what is the bar for acceptance and what is that, what is that level of tolerance and reconciliation that you want to reach. So blocking isn't just a denial of ideas, but can also be when a character doesn't want to engage with any of the other characters on stage. And so you're reaching a point where you, you're thinking in your head as an improviser, I don't know how to bring this about to a comfortable resolution. Another example of this was when I was doing another two-person scene. We were in a house and we were siblings. And the other person was uh, my character's sister. And right from the very start of the scene, there was a problem. And the problem was, 
I don't like living with you anymore. I've had enough. I'm going to leave. You don't pull your weight. You don't make an effort around the house. And all these kind of accusations made against the, the, the character, which is fine. But what I did, again, was take the low status and try to produce some form of offer of reconciliation between the two characters. But what made that harder is that the other improviser wasn't making eye contact and there was lots of gesticulations towards the audience or where the audience would have sat and so that made it very difficult without any eye contact it made it very difficult to form that bond between the two characters and bring about a resolution and it, and it, it made me really think that if you haven't got any eye contact between the improvisers it makes me feel that the other person is just in their head and they're not trying to reconcile or resolve is probably a better word resolve the situation between the two characters so eye contact i think is really really crucial to helping unblocking an uber blocker another way i would have dealt with that scene again probably is it's probably just mirror the gestures so if there's a lack of eye contact and more sort of almost speech making in a way to an audience maybe mirroring that but either way, trying to find a, a situation where there's a, a place of mutual cooperation and, and mutual understanding between two characters and indeed two improvisers. About four or five years ago, I, I saw a scene in a in a workshop uh, between two uh, improvisers, and um, it was quite a <laughs> quite a confusing scene as an audience member because one of the improvisers was endowing the other improviser with certain character traits and characterizations so in the first instance the first improviser said to the other improviser oh well you're my wife aren't you and we've been living here together for a long period of time and then not long after that they said but you're not really my wife you're actually my estate agent and this is you know we're in this situation because you sold me this house in the wrong way and then not long after that, they said, but you're actually a secret spy who's been trying to set me up here and bug my house for years now. Now, why that was related to, to the Uber blocker concept was because the other improviser was desperately trying to accept everything that was thrown upon them and coming back with a supportive offer as well. So the building on the idea of the wife, building on the idea of the estate agent when it came along and building along upon the idea of a spy when that came along as well. But it was very difficult because the other person had preconceived ideas in their head about how the situation should be. So they were really kind of blocking any new offers that were being made, even in support of their own original ideas. But it was really interesting. And the second improviser was was quite frank, and I've explained to, to, to people I've ever spoken to about this. The second improviser was almost a bit like a boxer, wasn't really kind of throwing any punches themselves, but just kind of going with the punches that were being thrown at them. And it was really expertly handled, despite the very challenging offers and almost denial of building on those offers that were made by the first improviser. And finally, I, I saw a scene in a show where two improvisers were on stage and they were, I think, probably another situation of a, a husband and wife estranged, uh, but they were sat in a waiting room and 
the first character started speaking again almost immediately off the cuff actually it was really interesting they were offering reconciliation almost immediately off the cuff but the second improviser just turned around and said be quiet i'm not speaking to you this first improviser again then said something else another offer of reconciliation between the two ex-partners but again it was a be quiet shut up and as an audience member watching that I remember thinking, goodness me, I don't know how I would handle that if somebody is blocking everything that I'm sort of saying. But again, whether just turning around to the other person, if you feel you're in a situation where you're being shut down quite quickly and abruptly, is the right option to turn around and say, well, what would you like me to do? What would you like me to say that will make this situation better? Because I want to be here with you and I want to have a good time with you. But that's about other people I've watched, and um, it would be completely wrong of me to say that I haven't blocked at all. In fact, I continue to do it with every show, and one that springs to mind was probably about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, where I did a scene on stage where the aesthetic was from the film Alien. And I came home with one of those alien eggs that you might recall from the films that hatch, uh, that Sigourney Weaver's character has to uh, deal with and flamethrower at some point. I had to came home with one of those eggs back into a normal house. And my partner was there as I came in the door with this egg. And they turned to me and said, oh, darling, lovely to see you. Oh, what's that? And I said, it's my egg. I've got it. I've brought it home. And she said, oh, we can have it together. We can share it and look after it together. And then I immediately turned around and said, no, it's mine. And I remember thinking about this afterwards and thinking, why would you present an offer and then rescind it? And that was me almost creating the reality, I thought, or creating the offer, should I say, and then blocking it and denying that in the next scene. And actually, what would have been nice is actually if, in hindsight, I had brought this egg home and my partner, my character's partner and I, had nurtured this egg and it had become our own special egg from alien so it, it's something that i'm consciously aware that i can do as well sometimes probably for dramatic effect but actually i sometimes think that the audience just want to see characters getting on before a problem arises and having a problem at the start of a scene is quite a common thing and i've been very guilty i still continue to do this and it, it bugs me when I think about it afterwards. I watch back replays of some of the sets that I've done. Is immediately coming onto scene, and within two or three lines, there's a problem. And I was very fortunate enough to do a workshop with the famous TJ and Dave. And in that workshop, they talked very much about don't have a problem at the start of the scene. Actually, you you can find the heat, they call it, eventually. But why not start off with, you know, two peas in a pod, people kind of getting on, seeing eye to eye before a problem is presented. But there's always a bit of a worry, and we can cover this probably at a later podcast. There's always a worry that maybe it's not interesting for the audience. Maybe the audience aren't interested in people getting on. They want to see a problem presented. And I think ultimately you do want to have a turning point, like any good story has a bit of a turning point. But my challenge has been producing that problem right at the very start. 
But that's separate. And I think that's part of the reason why people sometimes block because they're worried that maybe what the audience is watching isn't necessarily so interesting. But the challenge that you face with blocking and continual blocking is that it reaches a point where there's almost no further point of escalation. I mean, what are you going to do after you've threatened somebody with violence? Well, you're not going to have a, a violence scene on stage. So it's being cognizant and trusting the process as well. What I do want to say just before closing off is I haven't experienced an Uber blocker before. Um, and certainly I hope that I haven't myself been an Uber blocker at any stage. But I have to remind myself that the blame is never on the other person. I, I'm very much a believer that if there are two people in the scene, then two people have the responsibility to do it. And me coming off saying, well, it was the other person's fault, it didn't work out, is not the way that I want to do improv. I have to take responsibility for ensuring that scene was interesting. And there are tricks and tools to do that. But certainly, finding common ground, even if that's reconciliation between two characters, or an acceptance of the offer that the other character has done, even if you keep your status, is something that I want to try and work on and get better. If you've experienced blocking, uh, whether it's light blocking or continual blocking as well during rehearsals or indeed shows, I'd be really keen to understand what tricks you've done, what's worked for you, what hasn't worked for you, because for me, it's still very much in learning mode, trying to get better at these things, particularly when they appear in a set and you want to make the scene work as well to avoid the panic. Thanks very much for listening. See you again soon.